it to the Easy Yoga Podcast with myself, Gemma Nice, Easy Yoga founder, author, yoga coach, and relationship coach. It is my pleasure to have you here and for you to feel energized, calm, happy, and for you to have the perfect relationship with yourself, your partner, and your family without seeing a family therapist, changing your personality, or leaving your job. You will learn techniques and things to help you guide you through a better life through health, meditation, yoga, journaling, nutrition, and all things yoga for you to have the life you deserve and crave and for you to love yourself on a soul level. Thank you so, so much for being here today. And I am so grateful and so full of love to have you here. Enjoy this next episode. Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode from Easy Yoga, all things relationships, yoga and well-being. And today I have a very special guest with me. Her name is Cara Goodwin and she is a meditation expert and the host of the Meditation Conversation podcast. Meditation has been an important tool to help her not only reduce stress and improve her physical health, but also gain a better understanding of the true nature of reality. She is passionate about helping others to tap into their full potential with meditation. So thank you. Welcome. Thank you for being here. Thanks so much for having me, Gemma. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, it's going to be great. It's going to be really nice. So how did you kind of get into the meditation? Did you have something that happened or... You just kind of fell into it. What happened? Well, I was always interested in it. It's always been one of these things for for a long time that was mysterious to me. And I thought that it had some kind of value, but I would would try it every once in a while. And I'd sit down and close my eyes and, and I just felt like nothing was really happening. Whereas everything that I'd heard of all these amazing stories of people, you know, using it to calm themselves or, or have amazing experiences, a meditation was this key component to it. And I was like, well, I don't really feel anything happening. And um, so I would stop doing it. I was really busy, you know, f- for a lot of my life. And, and it was so it was intriguing, but I never got anywhere with it. So it didn't, I'd never found a place for it. And then Many years ago, um, my family and I, we were actually living in Italy at the time. And um, I was really, I had stopped working because that had been one of my barriers was uh, that I thought I didn't have time for it. I wasn't making time for it, basically. Right. But, um, But we moved to Italy and I stopped working. So we moved from my husband's job from America. And, um, I spent a couple of years there just really kind of enjoying and absorbing life. Um, I really, really loved being there. And then one year we just had a series of calamities, like one on top of another, like before we had even had a time to find our feet again, something else would happen. So it started with the, uh, my sister-in-law took her life, um, Wow. And it was, we knew that she was struggling with depression, but she had two young children and, um, and my in-laws are in England like you. And Mm -hmm. so, um, you know, we, we would do our best to be there to support, but you know, that was, it was a huge shock. We, she was one of my closest friends. I loved her so much. And, um, it was really, really devastating when she succumbed to mental illness. And, um, and so while we were dealing with that, literally three weeks after that, our dog passed away. Oh, no. 
And yeah, we hadn't been able to take our dog to Italy with us, unfortunately, but our, so our neighbors had had her, but it came kind of out of the blue, at least from our perspective. I knew she kind of was going downhill, but it was kind of sudden. And especially on top of just losing Michelle, um, it was like, ah, what? And then a few weeks later, um, my stepdad had been having some sort of neurological issue where he was having trouble kind of keeping his balance and things like that. And he ended up having to have a really delicate surgery on his brain stem. And that was an hours long operation. We were hoping for the best, but you know, it's really kind of, you're very much at the mercy of the universe at that point. Like what is life going to be like after this? And luckily they, he had a very successful surgery and recovery, but it took a while to kind of, you know, he still has trouble with his range of motion with his head, but um, so that was very stressful. And then my mother-in-law was hit by a motorbike when she crossed the street. Wow. So this is just like, I oh think- gosh, a chain of events that I just know. unfolded. That's incredible. Right. And she's mourning the loss of her daughter. And then she's in the hospital recovering from these injuries. Um, so she was in the hospital for a long time. And then, uh, then by November of that year, my stepmom was in the ICU with, she has had a heart condition for a long time, uh, cardiomyopic. My, oh yeah. Yeah. Myopathy. 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 Yeah. <laughs> um, and she, uh, ended up getting a heart transplant, which was a huge blessing that she could have a heart transplant. But the fact that she was that sick. Um, and at the top of the list, uh, you know, and then of course had that, that very (laughs) difficult surgery and recovery. Um, and so, and my family's all in the U S my husband's family's in the UK and we're in Italy. So it's also like this, you know, from a connection standpoint, you feel so far away, you feel so distant, you feel so isolated. Yeah. And so really it got to the point, because if you can imagine like all of these things are happening, but they all begin from my perspective, they all begin with a phone call, you know, and it's like, oh no, my, it gets to the point where it's like, oh God, my phone's ringing. What happened now? Yeah. I don't want to answer it kind of thing. Yeah. Because it's like, nobody texts you terrible news. I learned that pretty quickly. (laughs) And, And so it was like, oh my God, I don't even like, you know, you start to feel like you, uh, are afraid of your phone, you know? And so really at that point, I, I, I didn't really have a connection with God at that point. I didn't have, uh, I mean, I loved yoga, yeah. but more as like a recreational, you know, I just loved the way my body felt. And, um, so, but I, I really was, I remember walking back with my, from dropping my kids at school and walking home and just being like, okay, I need something. Like, I feel like I'm blowing around in the wind right now. And, and so I'm having this conversation with quote unquote God in my head, like, you know, a hail Mary, you know, just of like, I don't know what else to do. Well, in America, we say that as like this long shot pass, you know, in sports, (laughs) like the half court basketball, like hail Mary kind of thing. Um, and so it was just like, Hey, I guess I don't have anything to lose. So, and I, I was very, again, like, I felt like meditation was 
a, a fascinating tool from my perspective, but I knew from experience that something was missing when I just tried to do it on my own. So I was just saying, you know, I really think there's something to this meditation, but I feel like I don't have the key right now. Like, I don't know how to do it. And I, and I don't know where to look because I'm in this foreign land. And I, as hard as I tried to learn Italian, I mean, I, I could get by kind of, but um, I knew that I didn't want to learn it in Italian because so much was lost in that effort of trying to keep up. Um, I wanted something in English and, um, and so it was just kind of like, okay, God, if you're, if you're here, you know, do the, um, this is you, this is Europe. <laughs> you <know>? <laughs> <laughs> oh, please, please. Yes. Give me so, some, me something. <laughs> right. Right. It was like, I don't, I'm at a loss. Like if you can do it, you do it, you know, you, you guide me. And so from there, pretty quickly, I started getting these, what I understand now as synchronicities, you know, yes. different like conversations that, yes, where somebody would, it just, it would come up in conversation. People were showing up that had like information for me. Um, and I ended up, one of my friends recommended a documentary called Awake and she hadn't even watched it. Her mom had recommended it to her and she was just felt compelled to pass it along to me. And it was the autobiography or it was the documentary of the author of autobiography of a yogi, which is Paramahansa Yogananda. I'd never heard of him before, but I dove into this, um, med this documentary and I was so so lit up by it. I was just, I didn't want it to end. It was really, it felt like it was, you know, speaking directly to me. And I was like, this is how I want to learn. Like it was about his life, but yeah. he was, he brought meditation to the West in 1920. Um, one of the people that he, he came to America and he stayed until his death in eight, eight, 1952. Um, so he had a big, hand in bringing meditation to America. And so the documentary wasn't so much about how to do meditation, but just his story. And it was very, very inspiring. And so from there, it's, I took a very long and windy road to figure out how to find his methods. But I was like, I really think that's the place to start. And so I eventually was able to find a group online that had like a, a nice online platform. Um, because again, I was in Italy, I couldn't, you know, easily yeah. go out to California where his center was, you know, and with two kids. And um, so I found his, their online program and began, that's where I finally learned methods. And that was the big, I realized that was the big problem of why I'd never been able to really have a, a sustainable practice because I wasn't using any methods or tools um, I was just trying to sit there and not think and, and not surprisingly, that wasn't doing anything for me. <laughs> yeah. I had a lifetime of conditioning of like these wandering thoughts. And so I would just close my eyes and think just like everybody who tries meditation. And I didn't have any way to try to fix that, you know, whereas now I, or then I began to understand like, oh, there are different tools you can use. You can use your breath. You can use a mantra. You can use visualization. And all of that helps to direct your thoughts 
so that you can go into a different state of meditation or a different state of thought and brainwave function um, to have a, a better experience. That's amazing, isn't it? It's just, it's really difficult to try and explain to somebody what your meditation feels like, because for everybody it's so different. And I get tingling arms, tingling. Sometimes I will get like a big heat flying over me. And then other people are like, I never get that. I don't really get that. But it's it's the way you think about it or you feel about it. And, and it doesn't even have to be like sat down, I don't know, you know, like people have this, this thing about being a, a meditative yogi, cross-legged, closing your eyes. Yeah. <laughs> and you don't have to do that at all. <laughs> yeah, right. Some people like to use, like I have a friend who's a mu- musician and she does these in amazing uh, compositions. And for her, that is a very meditative thing because she's yeah. not sitting there like dissecting the chords and the notes and all of that, it's flowing through her. So she's expressing herself and that this much bigger part of her through music. And so of course, she's not just sitting there in the lotus position, you know, she's active and there are people who hit that state, that meditative state through, you know, running um, where, you know, you get past that typically you hit that wall, you know, when you like hit the wall and you really, really want to stop and then you push through that. um, Sometimes within that, you can start to hit a meditative state. Now, if you want to do that, typically you you don't want to have like a distracting, you know, audio on or something to be able to really hit that. Cause ideally, you know, the, the easiest way, quote unquote, for most people to hit a meditative state, meaning that you're altering your brain waves and your, your, your brain waves are changing into, you know, Delta or there are other states, but, um, but typically it's easiest to do that when you're still, you know, when your body is still, because it helps your mind to still but it's, that's not a a hard and fast rule for some people, you know, they can do that, especially if you're, if you've been doing it for a while. Um, If you, if you're just beginning, you may hit glimpses of it, but it, it, you know, just like everything, it helps to have training. So, um, you know, to expect that, oh, okay, I'm going to meditate. I'll, let me start by running, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. you, may not, you may not hit like your, your best potential when it comes to meditation, if you're doing it actively, but it's definitely people hit it all different kinds of ways. And then they experience it different ways as well. So like you say, you may have a more kinesthetic experience where it's to do with temperature or it's to do with a feeling within your body. Some people start to see colors or patterns or um, form, you know, they may feel, see a form or some people may just sense that this presence or sense, like sometimes it sounds weird to say sense light because you, you would feel like you would see light. You might see light, but you may also just feel it. And, and that could be like that warmth that you're talking about, but like, you know, it's a big open world. It's a huge universe. So the, the possibilities of how yeah. that shift of consciousness, that, that shift into a higher state of consciousness may express for a different person, there are endless possibilities yeah. of how that yeah. can happen. And how would you say if someone was brand new to meditation, what would you say do? How would you, how would you start a meditation? 
Well, I always start with the breath. So doing some, uh, there are all different kinds of breath work. And I imagine a lot of your listeners are yogis. So yes. <laughs> um, familiar with prana, you know, prana yama exercises. Um, but for me, the breath is always a really key component. Um, the breath is that pathway between the body and the mind. And so as we want to still the body and still the mind, we can use the breath. Um, and so that's a very, a very good way to get into the calmness. Now, if you don't have a meditation practice at all, and it's more about how do I start a meditation practice? Um, again, for me, a key component was finding a teacher, um, and having like that guidance so that, so that I could kind of understand things I had, I wasn't even questioning, you know, I wasn't yeah. even, I didn't even know that you would, that the breath would be a factor, for example, or how to use a mantra or how to use visualization, um, or how to sit, you know, how am I supposed to sit? Uh, what do I do if I'm sitting and then I get a, I feel uncomfortable. Can I move? You know, all of these things that, that are like foundational. Um, so, you know, for, speaking for myself, if you, uh, I have a website called caragoodwin.com, that's Kara with a K or Cara Goodwin, as you would say, <laughs> which is good too. Um, but uh, so Kara with a K Goodwin. And then um, I have an online program that's a 21 day self paced program and it's videos for 21 days. So 21 is a great um, way to hit a, make a new habit. So yeah. the 21 days is very deliberate in keeping you engaged every day for three weeks, which is great to help solidify a new habit. And it takes you through, you know, every day you get a video and you um, dive into a different aspect of meditation. It helps to build this puzzle of, and this practice so that you can have the sustainable practice. Um, and you don't need to sit down for an hour every day to get something out of meditation. There are studies that show that with just 12 to 15 minutes, every day for eight weeks, you start to see a change in the brain, a thickening of the prefrontal cortex, which is huge. You know, that's a, that's not a lot of time to have such a massive improvement in your well-being. So, um, so it's really worth it. And there are a lot of, a lot of guided meditations out there too. If you don't feel like you need, um, you know, proper training, but you may need some assistance. A lot of people find help listening to a guided meditation um, and there are all kinds of things out there. I, I also, on my website, you can sign up for a free 10 minute guided meditation that's, okay. that brings in light. Um, and it's very peaceful and calming. And, uh, that can also be huge to just have somebody who's telling you, okay, now it's time. Okay. Now you don't have to keep breathing that way. Now let's transition into this phase of the meditation. Um, so that can be very helpful too. Yeah, yeah, that is really good. Now we are going to go to a short break. See you the other side. 
Welcome to Inside Timer, the number one free app for sleep, anxiety, and stress, with more than 100,000 guided meditations led by the best teachers from Great Britain and around the world. I am a teacher on this platform, and it is amazing for sleep, anxiety, everything really. So come on over and check it out. It's a free app, and it has over 20 million meditators on there. I have over 25 meditations for you to choose from, as well as the goddess academy of light course you will learn so much on this course and you have made the right decision to be here and be part of this amazing self-taught academy journey this is a self-taught 14-day course that you can take at your own pace everything if it is getting too much for you you are struggling with your relationships you're struggling with life this is one course that you need in your life you will learn how to meditate and journal so you have a clearer headspace to come at your relationship you will learn how to use EFT tapping method for you to feel completely stress-free. You will use breath work. You will know how to sleep better, have self-care and nutrition. You will learn yoga techniques, movement, exercise for you to be able to move through challenging times within your relationship and for you to be able to survive whatever it is that life and your relationship throws at you. You will also learn how to communicate with your partner better. And there are so many more different techniques and tools for you to have the best relationship with your partner and yourself. So come on over onto the Insight Timer meditation app. It is free to download. Just search it wherever you download your apps from and I will see you there. And if you're struggling like maybe with grief or you're struggling with an an answer or a question that you can't answer would you then say okay have have five minute ten minute meditation but during that ask ask your guides your spirit god whatever you want to call it uh, and then really just open your mind to let them in and give you that answer yes that's beautiful Gemma. and absolutely i mean the more you go along with meditation it depends on where people are like how open they are to their own intuition and things like that. But we are powerful, powerful beings. And there is so much in that asking. So like you mentioned, you know, if you're dealing with grief, using your meditation to be like, you know, it doesn't even, even if God doesn't resonate with somebody, you know, you have a higher consciousness. You have all kinds of access to things that you're not consciously aware of with your own consciousness. So it can be like a, okay, my own higher self, this, this bigger being that I am, that I'm not aware of, I'm really struggling with this. Um, and I ask you, you know, I hand that to you help me. And, um, and one other thing that you mentioned was opening your mind and yes, that is so important. You know, keeping open, staying open, understanding that there's so much that we don't know um, is so big. And the heart is a huge, huge part of meditation. So I've been talking a lot about the brain and and the changes that happen in the brain, Um, but really tapping into that heart, opening that heart up is, is so huge. So it's kind of like opening the mind and opening up the heart. For sure. Yeah, yeah, you really do need to. And somebody asked me the other day when I was teaching yoga, she said, oh, you seem to be so 
calm in what you do and and just like my personality and I said she said what is the one thing that you would say don't do uh to to feel okay about things and I said the one thing since COVID has happened is I don't watch the news Yes, (laughs) because you're bringing all this negative energy because the news is all negative there's nothing ever good that happens on the news Mm -hmm. so switch it off and do a meditation and and just let it go because you don't need to know there's nothing you can do about it like whatever's going on you can't actually physically do anything about it just carry on how you are and and do more meditation and and I think that was well, she, she then came back to me a couple of weeks ago and said, wow, that is amazing. It's really working. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. You're so right. I mean, if we come back to that empowerment piece of so often we don't realize how powerful we are. One of the ways that we give up our power is by participating in the media. You know, it's, it's by handing ourselves over. Okay. You tell me what's important. What am I supposed to worry about today? Yeah. And, and like you say, we don't have control over this stuff. So what's the end game? What, for our own personal lives, how are we becoming better by spending time in that negative distraction? We're not. We're distracting ourselves <laughs> and we're pulling ourselves down and we're handing ourselves over because the news doesn't know what's best for me. The news is, has its own agenda. It, it wants to sell me things. It wants me to be in a state of fear. It's wanting to lock me down. And you may even say that there's at some level a conscious decision to try to keep me down, to try to keep me locked into a lower vibration. So you can kind of follow that rabbit hole as far down as you want to, or take it at whatever level, you know, resonates. But the truth is it's a huge distraction. Just and you can tell for yourself, how do you feel? Watch the news. If you are in the habit of watching the news or scrolling through the news, do it for five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, and then take a stock immediately when you come out of that fog, when you come back to yourself of how you feel. Yes. Do you feel the same way you feel when you switch this podcast off? Notice how you feel when, when you switch or notice how you feel right now. And then, you know, maybe take in some news and notice how you feel. You will notice within yourself. How does your gut feel? How does your heart feel? You know, and, and let that be your guide, be empowered in your own ability to know how things make you feel and create your life in the way that you, that it's the best for you, you know, which is often a a diet off the media, a fast of the media (laughs) can do a lot to help calm Absolutely. That's great. And it's a lot about um, unlearning as well, because as children, I have two children and they're at school. We don't learn any of this stuff as children until we are adults. So it's up to the parents that I'm trying to now with my children to ask them about what, how they're feeling inside, because you don't, it's not in the curriculum when it should be in the curriculum. And Mm -hmm. for us as adults, it's unlearning what we've learned as children but trying to more and more people that are opening up to this and listening to their bodies. Uh, and then, yeah, I don't know, in, in years time, hopefully we will then all be the same and more listening to our bodies rather than just, yeah, being taught what we need to teach, what being taught what we need to be, because that is how society is, but it's not at all. Yes. 
You've said a lot there. There's a lot there. <laughs> that's so true. And it's really, really imp important. What we're taught in school is, is, is keeping us. I mean, my kids go to public school and, yeah. you know, and I went to public school and, and, you know, not to say that like private schools are, you know, better. It's just, yeah. I mean, I'm just saying like, they're part of the system. I have been part of the system and it's incredible what they're focusing on that is not important. And, and it's, it's a whole machine. And then what is reinforced through society, what the media is showing us that again, like it's, it's not important. And you're in the way that you're saying too, you said like as grownups, then we, then we learn it as grownups, but so many people are not, you know, it's no, like if you're listening not. to this podcast, you're, you, you're making advancements that, that have not even occurred to a lot of people you know, even understanding that there is conditioning, you know, all, everything you've talked about is conditioning. It's like, we have been conditioned, we have been crafted and it's, we have been molded and not in our favor. It's not in an empowering way. And so, you know, there are people and there are more and more, just like you said, we're more and more people who are working on this, who are, who are waking up to it but even understanding that there's something to awaken to is step zero. Yeah. And there are a lot of people who are not even on step zero. I can't imagine that anybody who's listening to this is, is at step zero because you wouldn't be drawn to it otherwise. But, but if you consider the masses and masses and masses of people on this planet, most people haven't even gotten to step zero yet. But luckily more and more and more people are making leaps and bounds um, very quickly at this time, understanding that there's more going on, there's more available, we have more power, there's more for us to awaken to, there's more going on behind the scenes um, and that we can reclaim who we are and, and be a, a guiding force on this planet. Yeah, it's so true. And also uh, my husband and I were talking the other day about how in schools that they are taught to be an employee, not have your own business. And both my husband and I have our own businesses, but you're all molded and shaped when, if you want to go out and do your own thing, you go, go and do it. It just, it doesn't, I don't know. But then, yeah, doing that, you can then go into back into meditation and ask what would your higher self want for your life? You're living yeah. it. Absolutely. And I think with that too, there's so much fear. So fear is at the basis of so much. It's such a powerful driver of, of, of humanity. And it's such a powerful way that we keep ourselves quiet. We keep ourselves small is that fear. So, um, yeah, it's, I mean, I definitely, I went into corporate work after college. Well, I went into college, you know, I did university and then I did corporate life for a long time. And that was very safe for me. And I felt safe being at big corporations, you know, that seemed to be the, the most obvious way for me to, to be safe. And, um, and there's a lot of conditioning that I had to get me to that point. So, um, and it's, you know, again, like you say, it starts with school, you get, you just work programmed. We are so programmed. And so 
unwinding that programming and reclaiming who we are is huge. And it's, it's a, it's a huge process, but it's so, so, uh, rewarding to go through that. And every time we take steps to reclaim who we are, we, we not only benefit, but we are, we're rippling that out to across the, the world to, and it's, it's really, really powerful. So the biggest thing we can do to help change this planet is to work on ourselves, to be very dedicated um, to, to cleaning up this programming and coming into who we are. Yes, definitely. And what are two takeaway points from today's conversation? Now I'm going to put you on the spot. <laughs> yeah. Well, one is the empowerment. I mean, really it's, it's, it can feel very um, theoretical to feel like, oh, okay, I guess theoretically I have a lot of power, but um, you know, in reality, I've got this corporate job or I'm a stay-at-home mom or whatever it is. Um, no, really, truly within you, you have so much power and there is so much layered on top of it to quiet it down and dampen it. Um, and uh, excavating that and understanding like, and I'm talking at the energetic level, at the metaphysical level. So this isn't even like physical reality. It starts in the energetics first. And if we have this belief that we are less than, that we aren't worthy, it's dampening, it's, it's dampening all of that. So energetically, you have to start coming in and changing, excuse me, the, the beliefs and changing that programming so that you can start shining. And the more you do that work, then the external comes in and it starts aligning. So it's not this pressure of like, oh my God, I have to change the world and I have to get everybody else on board with this. No, it's, it starts with you. Everything is about you. And the, the most selfless thing that you can do is to begin that work or to be continuing with that work. It can feel very selfish because you're focused on yourself but it is anything but. And so um, if you want to be a martyr, continue working on yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So that's the biggest thing. And the the second thing that I would say is just the power of meditation to help you do that. And it's kind of this low hanging fruit and it doesn't take a lot of time, but so many people don't prioritize it because they haven't gotten anywhere with it. Um, and there are, there are easy ways to help you, uh, get through those hurdles so that you can have a sustainable practice. Yeah, definitely. Oh, it's been amazing. Thank you. And where can we find you? What's your website or your social media channels? Yes. So caragoodwin.com again, that's Kara with a K and then Goodwin as it sounds. And, um, and I'm on Instagram. That's kind of where I put most of my social media focus. I'm on the other ones too, but I don't play very much on there. Um, and that is Kara underscore Goodwin underscore meditation. Perfect. Oh, thank you so much. It's been amazing to have you. I've loved this. Thank you so much, Gemma. And thank you for everything that you're doing to help increase this light. Oh, thank you for you too. Thank you. 
Oh, so as always, I would love to hear your thoughts about this episode. So please leave a comment or tag me on social media using at Yogi Gemma. I'm always so grateful to hear your thoughts. And thank you, thank you, thank you from the bottom of my heart for listening to this episode. I will be back next week with another one, another fun episode for you guys to listen to. And also please leave a review on iTunes or like and subscribe to this podcast because it really means the world to me. So thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much, and I will see you very soon. Music.